0: This is episode 280 of the Beyond the Food Show, and today we're gonna talk about taught work. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going Beyond the Food Show. I'm Stephanie Dozier, clinical nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor, creator of the Going to Beyond the Food method. And after a 25 year dieting career that started at the age of 12, I decided to say hell no to diet culture and hell yes to living my life to the fullest in my now body. And I made it my mission to help smart, successful women like you live confidently, unconditionally, right now. Ready, sister? Let's do this. Hey, if you're new to the Going Beyond the Food show, our podcast roadmap has been designed with you in mind. With over 250 episodes available to listen, it can feel overwhelming to know which episode to prioritize for you. The podcast guide answers the top five questions women have when they enter our world of going beyond the food to unlearn diet culture. To get your free copy of our podcast roadmap guide, head over to stephaniedosier.com forward slash roadmap or use the hyperlink in the show notes. I'll see you on the other side welcome in my sisters this is going to be a two-part podcast episode we haven't done these in like years now why a two-part episode well thought work in my practice in my life and what i believe into is such an important topic that i wanted to make sure i can unpack it well for you And also, I want to give you time to reflect between the two segments or the two phases of learning of thought work. Most important is I want to teach you today, in part one, the basic of thought work. And then, in part two, I'm going to teach you how it specifically applies to women and diet culture, or unlearning diet culture, or or, (laughs) dieting your life, stopping dieting. So how to take the base principle of thought work and apply it to what we have in common in this community. I believe that thought work is the most important skill a woman can learn. Thought work, or working with our mind, is not taught in any schooling system. And there's a reason for that. I'm going to get into this into part two. Thought work or working with our mind or learning to manage our mind is something that we need to learn on our own, either by seeking a book, by seeking a therapist, by seeking a podcast like this one, or working within a coaching program, something you have to voluntarily sign up for in your life. But when a woman learns thought work, it is the best investment that she can make towards her own life, her own success. Because with that tool, she can solve every problem. Literally, every problem we face can be worked through using thought work. Only when you learn to manage your mind or thought work Can you be truly free, happy, and fulfilled? Ready? So let's start with part one. What the hell (laughs) is thought work? So let's step back a minute and think about this. We go to the gym to train our muscles to be stronger. We go for a run to train our cardiorespiratory capacity to have more endurance. We go to yoga to train our tendon, our ligament, to be more mobile and flexible. We train nearly every part of our body but one. In fact, we are taught to train all aspects of our body but the most important part of our body. The most important part, the one part of our body that actually controls all the other part of our body. This is what I call the supreme commending officer of your body. What is that part? Your brain. Why do I say that your brain is the commending officer? Well, it's in control of everything that happened in our body, therefore in our life. Everything that happened in our body has its origin in our brains. From our heartbeats, to the movement of our legs to walk, to the food we taste, to the size of our body. Our body interprets our environment via our brain. Our brain produces thoughts in order to give command to the rest of our body, and that to survive and thrive in the environment we live in. How does our brain... Does this, how does our brain give command to the rest of our body? Via electricity, via energy, via our thoughts. In a very simplistic explanation, our brain is made up of millions of neural pathways. Think of it as wire and wire that touch each other in our brain when a command is passed to the rest of our body these neural pathway connect these wire touch each other and a signal a command an energy is passed and sent to the rest of the body via our central nervous system our spine and our nerves most of this happens without you being aware Imagine you being aware of every command your brain gives, like every heartbeat, every breath, every little movement, every hormone production, everything. You would go nuts. It says that humans have an average of 60,000 thoughts in a day. Now, the vast majority are unconscious. We're not aware of these commands, of these thoughts. But some of these... We are aware. This is what we call our conscious thoughts. So when the wire cross in our brain, a thought is created and we're aware of it, that connection, that burst of energy, that signal travels through our spine and our nerve into the rest of our body and we feel it as sensation. Think of air as Gut feelings as perhaps tension in your shoulder when you're stressed, cold in our chest when we feel ashamed, butterfly when we meet someone that we're attracted to. These are all sensation in our body that originate from our brains and our thoughts. These sensation we name as emotions. Emotion are the interpretation of these sensation in our body. Our emotion is what ignite our actions. Think of it as gut reaction, right? We take action in our life based on how we feel. When we feel confident, we take bold action towards our goal. We ask the person we're attracted to out. We buy the thing we've always wanted. But we feel anxious also. And when we feel anxious, instead of going for the person we are attracted to, we mumble distorted word and we contract in face of a person we're attracted to. We numb, we Netflix, we eat. The choice of our action or reaction to our emotion is what we call our action. And the sum of our action create the reality we experience, the result we have in life. Let's look at an example of how this work in real life. Same circumstance, two different outcome. Scenario one, person X is standing about 10 feet away from you having a coffee. You think person X is amazing. You think that you would just be able to connect and jive together. You think that this person would probably like you too. So you feel confident and you decide to go for it. You walk up to the person and you introduce yourself, you chat, You connect with this person and create a relationship. You enjoy your time with this amazing person. Scenario two. Person X is standing 10 feet away from you having a coffee. You think person X is amazing. You think she's so amazing that she'll never want to hang out with you. So you feel anxious. You stay back, lurking at this person from a distance. You end up going home without talking to person X. On your way home, you ruminate as to why you didn't approach this person, overthink about everything that is wrong with you and how you'd be alone for the rest of your life. And when you get home, you feel so terrible about yourself that you grab whatever food's in front of you, open Netflix, and stay on the couch for the rest of the night. It's not the circumstance that changed, but our thought about the circumstance, that change the experience and the outcome. You want to change the outcome of this scenario? Well, the way to change the outcome is to change our thoughts about the circumstance. That's what we call taught work. We cannot control other people, places, things that trigger us. We can only control our reactions. Thought work is about actively working on changing the thoughts we think. Thought work is not about stopping ourselves from having thought because that's impossible. Instead, it's about changing the thought we think. Thought work is about learning to train your mind to think differently. Just like at the beginning, I shared with you how we train our heart and our lungs to have more endurance capacity. Thought works change the way we think through neuroplasticity. This change of thought isn't the outcome of changing the circumstance of our life. Because that is not possible. The circumstance stays the same. The way you interpret the circumstance changes. The thoughts you're having about the circumstance change. How do we do thought work so we can change the way we think the process to do taught work is what we call self-coaching, the self-coaching model. Think of it as a step one, two, three, four, five. In the same way that we have a training plan to increase our cardiovascular capacity, our conditioning, self-coaching is the training plan for our mind, The self-coaching model is the formula. It's derived from cognitive behavior therapy and it's reformatted to be created in an individual application of CBT. Self-coaching is simple, right? Some of you may have heard it as CTFAR, right? It's a five-step process. So C stands for the circumstance right just like the example i gave you the walking into the room and seeing person x that's the circumstance that's neutral right there's no opinion about this there's no different variation it's a fact you walk into a room and you see person x the t in self coaching stands for the thought the thoughts that you have about walking in to the room and seeing person x The F stands for the feelings you have, the emotion you have as a result of the thoughts you think. The A line is the action or the behavior that are produced as a result of the way you feel. And the last step, the last line in the self-coaching model is the result. It's the outcome of the action you took. Otherwise said, the reality you create for yourself. CTFAR, the self-coaching model, thought work, is how all human brain works. All human brain works in the same process. Circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. And I can guarantee that your brain works in the same way. You listen to me right now. You have a human brain and your brain function in this way. When you use the self-coaching model to change your thoughts as a byproduct of changing your thought, your opinion about a circumstance, the way you feel change. Therefore, without effort, the action you take also change. Therefore, the reality, the result you have in your life change. There's no need for willpower into your action. There's no need to discipline yourself. There's no need for mantra. There's no need for affirmation or any other exterior force upon the behavior. The behavior, the action change naturally as a result of the new emotion you created for yourself as a result of the new way of thinking. That's how we do thought work. Here's some truth about having a human brain, okay? Thoughts, right, the thoughts we have are just a string of words put together. Thoughts are not facts. Thoughts are simply opinion. You can't control other people's thoughts, You can only control yours. Therefore, nothing outside of you has the power to make you feel a certain way. You create all the emotion you experience. How? By the way you think. It's not the circumstance, but the thought that create your experience. You can feel better now, today, without changing anything in your life. You can be confident without losing a pound. What you have to do, change the way you think about your body. The way you feel better about something is to change your thoughts about the thing, including your body. Your feeling are what produce your behavior, your action, and even your inaction, right? Some people in certain circumstances fall into paralysis. Paralysis is an action, it's an action of doing nothing, but you are doing something. You're paralyzed. What creates paralysis is the way you feel. A belief, a core belief, right? Depending how you have listened to podcasts or read books, core beliefs, belief system. Beliefs is simply a thought you have been thinking for a long time. You can change your belief. In the same way you can change your thought, it's just going to take a little bit longer because it's well embedded in your mind. You can't permanently change any result in your life without changing your beliefs or your thoughts. That's the problem with most coaching is that it's solely focused on changing the action or the behavior. When you change the action, but you don't change the thoughts or the feeling behind those actions. There's resistance and that makes it for a difficult process and it's impossible to see real sustainable change long-term. The prime example of this very common coaching industry problem is dieting and or food restriction of any form. Most nutrition programs are not about changing the thoughts or the feeling, it's simply about changing the action, right? The diets, the guru, the program gives you instruction, a list of food to eat or not to eat, how much to eat, when to eat, how to eat, all action and behavior. But in order to maintain the action of the behavior, you must resort to force, will power and discipline because you have opposing force pushing in the other direction, Failure is guaranteed to ensue. When we treat the symptom, the action of the behavior, instead of the root cause, right? All my functional medicine peep here, right? We have to treat the root cause. The root cause is your thoughts and your feelings. And if you don't address the root cause to the behavior, the thoughts and the feeling, the behavior is certain to reappear long-term. Thought work is a way to solve the root cause of any behavior permanently and to create a different result in your life. So let's look at another example about being confident. Same circumstance, two different outcome. Scenario one, you walk into a room, mostly filled with people that are stranger to you. As you walk in, people into the room turn to look at you. You interpret these looks with the thoughts. They must think I'm lazy and undisciplined. They can't stop staring at me. I know I'm fat and ugly. You don't need to look at me this way. And then you start feeling hot heat all over your face. You recognize that you feel ashamed. So you make your way to the further corner of the room, grab your phone and pretend texting someone. You stay there watching the room from the corner of your eyes, always pretending to be busy on your phone. As a result no one comes over to talk to you scenario two you walk into the same room mostly stranger to you as you walk into the room people turn to look at you you interpret these looks with the thought huh i wonder who this is i don't know them i wonder maybe i've met this person before let me smile at them and see if i can connect with someone yep that person smiled back at me let me see if i can strike a conversation You walk over to the person, say hi, introduce yourself. As a result, you've met someone and you created a connection. I know this is a very common scenario to many women listening. So are you scenario one or two? I used to be number one and now I'm number two. I didn't become number two with (laughs) magic fairy dusts. Or because I woke up one morning and decided that I had enough and I just flip a switch that only me has. (laughs) None of that. I didn't lose weight. As a matter of fact, I did lose weight at some point in my life because I've lost and gained a lot of weight. But when I was smaller, that scenario was actually worse because I was beating myself for still thinking something was wrong with me, even though I was smaller. Talk about a mess. What I did to flip from one to two without losing an inch, without losing a pound, I trained myself to think differently about being in my body. I had to do thought work about my body image. Just like most women, I believe that I should have been able to control my body size. And my inability to do so meant that I was lazy, lacked self-discipline, and I ultimately was unworthy of people's approbation. I had to train my brain to no longer think these thoughts, therefore no longer believe that I should be able to control my body. I had to learn to believe that the size of my body wasn't something I could control. That the size of my body didn't mean anything about my worth into this world. And like any other human, I was born innately worthy. That's thought work. The key here is to realize that we have the liberty, the freedom to think the way we want to. You can think that being fat makes you lazy and undisciplined or you also have the freedom to think being fat means nothing about you. It's your choice. You have the freedom to think what? the hell you want. The problem is that most women think they do not have a choice in what they can think or cannot think about their body. They think that fatness equals laziness and ugliness. It's a fact. It's like there's a certificate. My student will laugh now. There's a certificate that says so. So it is a fact. It's not something I can change or think otherwise. Just like H two O is the formula, the chemistry formula of water. That's a fact. Just like I did these women, like I did for nearly 25 years, believe that I should be able to control my body. That's a fact, And if I don't, it means something about me. For sure, if you think it's a fact that you should be able to control your body, you're going to think it means something about you, right? Because you're incapable to do the thing you think you should. And for good reason, we think that. I did it for decades. This is why thought work is essential to all women. When we don't learn to change the way we think, we stay trapped in diet culture forever and beyond. Learning to manage our mind as women is the greatest skill we can learn. Thought work is the only path on learning diet culture, making peace with food and body image. We will get into this into part two of this podcast, how thought work is essential to women and how to do it. In the meantime, if just listening to this is a space where you say, oh my God, I need this. I need taught work. I need to learn the framework of self-coaching. That's what we do in both of our programs. That it is our regular population program or a professional program. That's the first step. That's the first thing we do for the first month. As of right now, we are the only program that focus on helping women With thought work, combining it with intuitive eating, body neutrality. That's what makes us unique and that's what makes us so good at what we do. If you are brand new to thought work, we'll teach it to you as you come into the program. We'll help you learn to manage your mind and unpack diet culture. But if you're not new to thought work and you've used thought work in other places in your life, we will teach you how to use it with intuitive eating and body neutrality. So if you're someone who's struggling with intuitive eating, you've read the book, maybe even hired a coach and work with someone. And for some reason, I'm using air quote here, it just doesn't stick for you. You'll want to listen to part two, because I'll show you exactly what to do. And if you are at war with yourself, knowing that you can't go back and diet again, but you refuse to accept your body and you're stuck in that duality, must listen to part two or start learning thought work right away. But in part two, I'll share with you why this is happening and how to shift this. I gotta stop talking now. (laughs) I'm gonna get over time. This is why I wanted to make a two-part podcast. I have a lot to say about this. So I'll see you in part two of this podcast series on thought work. In the meantime, I love you, my sister, and I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, you! If you enjoy listening to this show, you have to come and check Conquer and Tribe. It's my monthly coaching program that comes with expert courses that will show you exactly how to take this life changing work and apply it into your own life. We teach you how to change your mindset, eat intuitively, and master body confidence. That you've decided to stop dieting today or years ago, Conquer and Tribe will help you take this knowledge deeper into real life practices. It comes with access to me as your coach and my team of experts. Join us by simply going to www.stephaniedodzie.com forward slash join. I can't wait to meet you inside our Conquer and Thrive community. I'll see you on the other side.